0: Welcome to the sober nation FM podcast where we're putting recovery on the map. I'm your host, Jonathan Sylvester. This show is brought to you by sobriety engine. Do you want to take your recovery to the next level? Do you want more support community and fellowship sobriety engine is an incredible community of men and women supporting each other in their recovery, you can get a ton of great tips, resources and guidance to help you succeed in recovery and in life. Visit sobrietyengine.com to join today. Sober Nation FM is also brought to you by Recover Health. If you're ready to get fit and start living a healthier lifestyle all while supporting your sobriety, then you can learn more about having me as your own personal fitness and nutrition coach at rcvrhealth.com. And whether you're listening to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, please share this with your friends, follow, subscribe, and leave a review. Nation, let's hop right into today's episode. Today I'll be speaking with artist Scott Jeffries. Thanks for joining me today, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, absolutely. And uh, I think we've we figured out that we have uh, a ton of uh, mutual acquaintances and friends, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, had a lot of your friends on the show, which is pretty awesome. So I'm really glad I could have you on and, um, you know, I want to talk about your painting and, and how you just got into art and everything. But I wanted to start off uh, by having you tell us a little bit about what things were like before you actually got sober.
1: Oh, sure. You know, well, like I said, I'm, well, I'm 52 years old. My sober date is October 11th of 2006. So uh, I got sober at about 30, 39 years old. I started to drink right around thirteen fourteen years old I was at my friend my friend Doug's bar mitzvah years ago i grew-, I grew up outside of philly in, in bucks county and uh you know drank drank uh at the bar mitzvah didn't really um like wasn't like a like a big thing other kids were doing it wasn't like a real peer pressure kind of thing but you know i definitely partaked partook in the in the uh, in the festivities for sure okay and i remember uh you know going home to my mom I said, Mom, I wanna be a, I d I wanna be a Jew. Everyone drinks at the bar mitzvah and she's like, You're a jackass. You're a complete jackass. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Um, you know, I didn't throw up or pass out, I didn't find some like some big moment or anything like that. But it definitely I definitely remember that being the, the first time I, I drank. Okay. Um by the time I was in tenth grade though, I was really definitely a, a person that was drinking um more than at, at any 10th grader should which is not which is not nothing at all right mm-hmm. but I, I was an athlete um I was a, I was a swimmer in high school and, and I swam since I was about six seven years old and I'm, by the time yeah. I was like, like, a, like a junior high school high school I was I was a, a like a national level swimmer and I was always like kind of hanging out with the older kids on the team the older kids drank on the team and you know by the time I was in 10th grade I definitely remember being in cars with the seniors I was a, I was a sophomore, you know, being in cars, going out Friday nights, Saturday nights with the, with the older kids and, dr- and drinking and and passing out and throwing up that sort of thing. So it definitely was a you know a kind of crazy life, but it worked. You know, it worked for me for for like all through high school. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was I was heavily recruited um, athlete in, in high school, and because I was all American athlete, you know, in, in my sport. And you know, by the time I was like going on these like these different recruit trips to different colleges around. You know, it, I didn't really go to the, I didn't pick the college based on the best swim team, or the best academics by any means. I was really, really the best recruit trip, right? When I remember, we, I went to the University of Pittsburgh and they had something called keg relays on my recruits. I was like, it was a senior in high school, we're out there and there's a bunch of uh, college kids and high school recruits, you know, in the in the basement of, of like some dirty house in, in Pittsburgh. And we basically, They they divided us up into different teams and we raced to who finished, their, who finished their keg first, right? And I was like, I'm, I'm home. This is these are my people. I drank like that in high school. I, tri- I went to college for that and drank like all, all that through through uh, you know through through college. And it worked. I I I was like you know was a conference champion. You know okay. did well in swimming. Yeah. All that yeah. stuff. So it, it definitely like even though it and I I, I like to say. Thinking about it, like now, later on, later, like knowing and being sober, it was like basically managing a unmanageable life for for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really, you know, af- after after college, I went to law school, and you know, worked as a um, worked for some different judges, and worked as a public defender outside of Philly. Um, ended up, you know, defending like doc I was a, I, would, I was a litigation attorney. Defending doctors in these multi-million-dollar cases in Philly, and just like, but you know, always, you know, this is this is like in the this is like the mid '90s, right? Okay. And, yeah. and you know, just you know, kind of like the happy hour, kind of guy drinking, smoking weed all the time, doing cocaine, you know, the kind of the yuppie lifestyle. running mm. I'm Philly, like like a party boy, with my friends, all different lawyers, and, and that kind of thing, and then. To make a long, long story short, you know, I, I ended up, you know, I was doing some, some entertainment law and um, just hanging out in Philly, like doing my, doing my thing, and I was doing lots and lots of, lots of, lots of coke, yeah. right? And yeah. what had happened was I was, you know, when you do lots of, lots of like um, inhaling lots of drugs, coke, oxys, everything, anything that was, I call these called Scotty salads, which is basically any <laughs> drug that you could find, you would take the pills and you would just chop them up. And you would mix them all together. Wow! And make it—I call it a salad—and then you just just do it, right? Basically, Scotty salad. Okay. <laughs> so it Absolutely. was it was it was insanity, right? And yeah, yeah. ended up, you know, my my nose started to, um, like get really messed up, right? Mm-hmm. So someone mm-hmm. suggested, why don't you smoke smoke start smoking your 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 cocaine? Yeah, makes way more sense. I was sense. like, I can't smoke coke. I'm a, I'm a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that changed. <laughs> Because, you know, I'll never forget it. It was, I was at a party. It was, it was, I was living in downtown Philly at a party for, it was a party for the, they were, they were blowing up Veterans Stadium where the Eagles play, right? And they were, they were going to replace it with Lincoln Financial Field now, but, but they were, it was a big party. Everyone was like partying downtown and waiting for the big explosion of of the, of the, of the stadium. And that was the first night that I, I smoked crack. And. When, when I did that for the first time, I, I finally kind of was like, this is, I I was like, I finally got high the way I wanted to get high, you know, oh, wow. after all yeah. the years of drinking, all the years of smoking weed and all that stuff, I was just like, this, this, this is the effect that I've been like, you know, mm. looking for, for a yeah. long time, probably had early on, but it's what I, the Scotty it,
0: it, salad was was building up to.
1: That was like an appetizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know the appetizer, and then and then when and then when I when I finally um you know started to smoke smoke that stuff, it, it was my my mind it that crossed the bridge into like you know insanity for hmm. sure. You know and that, yeah. that and that was like kind of you know true paralysis It's all I thought about. Hmm. You know, kind of stopped working, went through all my my life savings and 401ks and emptied that empty that and and you know was hanging out with different people yeah it was funny with different professionals in Philly that were you know I, I met a, a, a bunch of guys that were kind of like kind of like me you know upstanding professional lawyers and you know bankers and whatever and you know we just we all just basically band together and, and just kind of went down the tubes together you know wow. At at the end of the day um a friend of mine who now is now is thirteen years sober, twelve years sober, uh, who I was hanging out with like pretty much all the time. We were just, you know, I, we found a, a good connection with each other with in, in crack and drugs. He went to treatment, right? Mm. Okay. And left me in Philly, you know. And I was just like, oh, thank God you're going to treatment. Maybe I'll stop since you're going away. Blah blah blah. And the the the, the insanity was, it's like I actually actually ended up mailing him like crack the treatment and, and we spoke crack on the phone together, you know, wow. and he, and he got kicked out of that treatment center, obviously, and ended up coming, coming back to Philly with this like 19 year old, 19 year old girl who was a heroin addict and came back to the apartment. Um, and he was like, Scott, we're this meet, whatever her name was, I forget her name. You know, this is um, she, we're going to shoot heroin now. And I was like, okay, makes sense to me. At, at that point, uh, it, it made complete sense, you know, but I couldn't even do it myself. So I had to have this 19 this year old kid, I'm probably 37 eight to the age of time, whatever it was, you know, shoot me up. And me and my friend and this girl ended up like, you know, lost in, you know, we drove her back to West Virginia to her parents' house and we're like hiding in her like some field. And I remember saying was, I remember saying to myself, you know, how did I get here? You know, with my law degree, with my all-American but with my you know my great life I had—friends and family and cars and money and all that stuff—you know—I find myself in this freaking, you know, field. You know, shooting heroin and 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 like and later we, and before that we were even like I remember we we're parking and we were parking in the parking lot of the hospital, you know, in some hospital in West Virginia, shooting heroin just in case we overdosed. Because so yes. just like I could like, we could like walk inside the hospital, I'm like well, it's right there. So we'll shoot up shoot up here, and just you know, the hospital's right there. So people we like like thinking that it was made sense, but it was c- completely insane, you know. Yeah. So that so when I got back after that crazy trip, I I actually called the um the judge that I had first worked for, and some friend some other lawyer friends of mine. and said you know I said I I need I need I need help, and mm-hmm. that was the first treatment center, okay. you know, and then. You know, and and that was um, sometime in two thousand six, like early two thousand six. I don't even remember that what that was to tell you the truth. But um, ended up going thirty days there and getting out and getting high right away, right? Um, and I, I remember, I remember specifically sitting there when I, that the, on my discharge date, and 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 and, and, the, and the the counselor said that my condition was like said he were guarded, right? And being like a medical more practice attorney, I and like reading I used to read these medical charts all the time, I knew that guarded wasn't like a good thing. I wasn't like a plus student. I was like, you know, this guy's gonna this guy's not gonna do well if he doesn't do certain things. Right. I was like yeah. offended, yeah. of course, you know, mm-hmm. but not enough to like not smoke crack that I, when I got home to Philly. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, you know, ultimately I went end up going to treatment one like one more time at, at a different treatment center. Um, for a couple of weeks. for kind of like a fresh up, you know, for the crack light program and going to like some kind of rehab after work, IOP or something in Philly. And then uh, finally, you know, after, you know, just like being exhausted, I, I finally was like, you know what? I need to go back to the tre- treatment center. And I, will, I said, I will do I'll do whatever you guys say. I will pay attention. I will follow directions. I'll follow suggestions. And I end, ended up you know, going there, and um, finally, you know, getting shipped down to 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 Florida for to to a sober sober living house, halfway house. Wow, and that was two thousand six. Wow. So it was crazy. You know, it, it, it was crazy. a crazy. It's a crazy um, story because, you know, it it took what it took. I mean, I I I I, I love drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I I love getting high. You know, but by by the time I I by the time I I got sober and surrendered, it was, it was just time. You know, I was I was exhausted. Yeah. You know, 145 pounds. Wow. You know, it was it was brutal.
0: Yeah. Uh, and
1: I met I actually, and I met a guy, at the uh, my third treatment center who was uh, this guy Paul, who was coming to Florida for help. And I knew nothing about Florida. You know, recovery anything AA nothing. I knew nothing about it AA or NA or any kind of recovery, anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I worked as a, when I worked as a public defender, I knew that the, that the courts liked, you know, people that were sober. Okay. So I would say, I would say to like my, my clients, you know, you should probably go to AA, this is, the judges like this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Not even knowing what it was and, okay. and getting high in the parking lot in yeah. my suit. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it really, you know, but so when I got to Florida, I just followed this kid that was like, you know, I'm going to Florida for half a house. Why don't you meet me down there? I'm like, okay. And that's where it's, And that's where it started. That's where my recovery wow. life started.
0: Man, that's awesome. Wow. And you're still in Florida now. So yeah, I, you know, I think t- two things that are really intriguing to me about your story is number one, like great example of how this disease does not discriminate. <laughs> right. Like I'm just, I'm just picturing you like, you know, high power attorney walking around in a suit by day, smoking crack. Well, probably still smoking crack by day would be my guess. Oh, yeah.
1: I'll- no, we, used to, I used to <laughs> smoke crack. I used to, I used to like, it was like kind of like, what's who's the guy, MacGyver? I remember like, I would like, like, like take apart, I would go to the courthouse in Philly. I would, I would like think, take different like little pens or whatever oh, and like do separate, I would have to go through the damn, um, like security, security guy, right yeah Yeah. yeah actually, I would like take apart these things so I would like be able to like smoke crack in the bathroom in the courthouse it was yeah. insane insane yeah
0: that is crazy well and, <laughs> and the other thing that that sticks out to me because this was certainly not me is just I, I'm sure there were other things going on like throughout you know this whole uh, journey of yours towards recovery but it sounds like you held things together relatively well for a period of time, you know? And that was, I, that, I always find that so interesting because, and not that things were perfect or, you know, you weren't miserable at times, but like you got through school, you went to law school, you know, you were able to get the job, you were working for, for judges and stuff. Uh, like, I just, even that's incredible to me because I, I could not hold, hold my- I life. mean, I,
1: I, I think- for a lot of people, especially people that are that are that are drug alcoholics, we, we do what we need to do to, to get by, right? Yeah, sure. And for me at the at the time, it was that's where my that's where my, my life path was. So okay. it was like, you know, they, they talk about it in some of the some of the literature that we read, it's like the, the alcohol clubs it's it's the only one life that I knew, mm. you know. So it wasn't like a thing to like, you know it was always like drinking was part of it smoking weed was part of it going to school was part of it it was always just like it was it was it, it wasn't like and if if that were I, gonna, I did it all you know it wasn't like I was, I was i wasn't trying to you know i wasn't trying to balance anything yeah right yeah and, and I'm, a, I'm a big anti-balance person like i hear people talk about it in recovery because they're like because to me when they when they when they say I, I need to balance my life mm-hmm. it means that they're trying to take away something Sure. Like I'll do yeah. do something less, right, 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 yeah. And and to me, the, the the great part about being sober and being part of the sober nation, so to speak, is that you know it's it's this is one we you get it's one life, right. So it's like my my work life and my sober life and my art life and my gym life and what am am I going to the store life and you know it's it's just it's all one thing. So so it's I really try to encourage people you know, th- that I deal with is like don't try to compartmentalize your 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 brain to like, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. It's like no, you're this is it's it's this is a this is a, a, a this is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this is so you gotta I, I need it to I need it to, you know, and I need it to attack my recovery in the same way I attacked smoking crack. Yeah. Right? The same level. That makes
0: you know and and they, and
1: they and they tell us it's like if we if we even do it like halfway mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm like, then you're going to succeed. Right. So
0: true. Now, I, I, and I'm, I, I'm smiling because my first sponsor, I remember I probably had, I don't know, three months sober or something like that. But anyway, he was like, you know, you need to figure out a way to join your recovery and your life together. And my first sponsor was like a super self-admitted extremist about his recovery and I needed that, honestly, like, you know, he was great, but I remember, like, I was just driving or something, this was days after he had said this to me, and I just, I hit him up, and I was like, hey, man, like, I just need to let you know that I'm not going to do this recovery thing like you do. And I don't know why I was fighting that, but, like, it makes perfect sense, you know, and I get what you're saying. about I mean, the
1: and the, the, the thing is, is that you, you, you have to take ownership of your own recovery, right, mm-hmm. so it's, so, you know, I don't tell the people that in my life to, 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 to do all that I do because mm-hmm. I need, because if you, you heard my story, I need to be president in my recovery world every single day because yeah. I'm crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if if you don't need that and it's working for you, more power to you. But, you know, the way that I operate, and I, and I, I can't put anyone to, to my standard of of, you know, what my life is because it's my life, right? And it's, and, it, and my bottom is my bottom is, is my bottom. Your bottom is your bottom. So I don't know what you need, but you know I can I can definitely tell, you know, the people that I associate with are doing what are doing everything all the time. Sure. You know, and and are motivated by you know recovery and being businessmen and families and, and all that kind of stuff. And so it's like mm-hmm. it's 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 you know, I really get one chance at life right a lot, a lot, well that's not true everyone you know in our world so, it gets got, uh, sometimes 40 chances at life right yeah you know right, yeah but they don't take advantage of it yeah. until, until it's maybe too late Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no I, absolutely well
0: said so I, I want to ask man I mean all-american swimmer you go through school you get into law school you become a, an attorney and now you're an artist like how, how yeah. did that where where did the where did the painting come in?
1: I mean, I always my my grandmother was a painter. Okay. And I I always I always, you know, and I tell a story a lot. You know, when, when my grandmother died, I was probably twelve, I even mean, twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. I remember she was lived in the Bronx, up in New York City, New York City, and she had like a studio in the basement of, of their house in, in the Bronx. And and I remember spe- specifically like the, the day my my mom was just like. We're at their funeral, and, and 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 my mom was like, "What am I gonna do with all this stuff? Like, there's like brushes and oh, canvases okay. and like just, yeah. just stuff everywhere. Like, in, like yeah, a yeah like supplies a, like a very stuff. neat, nice you know old lady artist studio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I- I'll take them, I'll take the I'll take them home. So we we in Pennsylvania at the time, and I remember stuffing some of the you know it was like a, like a wooden box that 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 she had, and I remember it was like a cool old wooden box, and, and I still have it, and it's like. I remember um, like taking all, putting all like, the our paints and brushes in this wooden box, like of like a briefcase, and bring it back to Pennsylvania with with me after the funeral, and I and I always and I just started painting, mm. you know what I mean? It wasn't like and and it really wasn't. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just painting to, for paint. Like I, I I call it like doodling, right? I I call myself a soul doodler, right? I'm, I've been doodling forever and ever and ever in my in my in my notebooks in in, in high school and elementary school and law school you know there was more um stick stick figure people than like law notes uh-huh. <laughs> you know yeah I know and i always was like um i i loved it and you know when i, when I was living in philly um this is fun kind of i was living in philly and i was painting a lot i was working as a lawyer and I was like, you know, like the 30s, I was in my mid thirties, whatever, and just around a lot of creative people were in my neighborhood and they were, you know, doing fun things. And and um I remember my my a friend of ours was um the producer of the show the show Trading Spaces, you know, where it was an old show on yeah, on TLC yeah, yeah. where mm-hmm. where like the switch house with your neighbors, right? Right. And I was I was painting and it's so right when I started to smoke crack. And we end up, they ended up putting us on the show. Me and my my buddy and, and my neighbor, thousands. But I was getting high the whole entire time, right? And I remember, like, I, I knew, but I remember thinking at, at that point, I was like, I wish intervention was coming to the house,
0: and <laughs> not Because I, I knew it. I
1: was like, I was like, am oh, fucked, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and but I but it, but and that, and that, but it, that was I was still I was painting a lot then. Right, okay. and and they and they actually they turned my 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 living room into like an art an art gallery. It was great, oh, wow. right? But that art gallery turned, turned, turned into like, to a crack house at the end. So, long story short, but I was always painting, and then and then when I moved to Florida, um, I was painting in a halfway house, you know, just like finding, like you know, old furniture and you know whatever paints I could afford. I was making, my first job was at Starbucks, working at seven bucks an hour at Starbucks. But I was always like trying to find like you know old stuff to paint on cardboard and whatever. Okay. And you know over the over the years I would get better jobs and to work different law firms and start you know um, not as a lawyer but as I worked at doing different things uh, administration and I ended up you know getting an apartment and getting like this is like one of my like do, doing bigger paintings right. Yeah. And and a friend of mine was an artist. This is about seven or eight years ago. And he came, he came into my, my house and he was like, you, this stuff's pretty good. You should mm-hmm. like, and I was painting just for fun. You know right, what I mean? Not, right, to, right. not to sell to anybody or just to like to, um, it wasn't really like really therapy for me. It was just like was something to do, mm-hmm. but I loved it. it. It was like, it gave me something else to do. Like, cause my mind needed to be somewhere else besides drinking and getting high and, yeah, you know, going to recovery every single day. You got to have right. something to do, yeah. right? Yeah. So people go to the gym, some people, whatever. I was sort of the painting again. Yeah, fill in right? time. Yeah, killing time, you know, yeah. in, between, in between doing what I need to do. And a friend of mine was here and he was an artist. He's like, you need, to, you need to show some of this art to somebody. He was, he was going to be in a show in, down here. And I applied for the same show and I got in. Oh, right. Wow. And <clears throat> at that point, either I I went to that show and a lot of my friends came from recovery. It was like a big thing. It was, it was great. And I was just like, this, and I sold something. And I was like, this is great. Right, and I and I met a lot of people at that that show. Other artists. Um, so I found myself, you know, we talk a lot about being being a part of the community, and it was just like, it was like I found a whole bunch of new bunch of people that weren't in recovery that were also cool. That you know, and by that time, I was like, you know. I had faith in what I was doing where I, I I was able to like to go places and not worry about like if someone was drinking at an art gallery okay. or whatever yeah and I was able to I was able to like use what I learned in my my life, which included like i said included being being sober in the art world and then I started to like you know paint more and sell my art to you know i, I would i would like what i what i what I did was I paid attention to what what they were what other people were doing right okay. and okay. I found myself you know you know getting Mentors in the art world, who were like, "Scott, you know, we need, we need. We're having a show. Come help us. You know, we're having to do, you know, you know, setting up the setting up the, the the coffees or whatever, whatever they were doing. Right. I just did it. I was, I, I, cause I, I was like, it was like being in service in recovery. I, I transferred to that 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 character trait that I learned from from you from from us, you know, to a, a different space, and I, it worked, you know. And I'm, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, working you know for like a profit you know one one the word of a non nonprofit for for it's 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 just like it transferred right and it just and That's and right. and what had happened is the the momentum has been building over the past few few couple of years of where I've been in Art Basel and and I have my solo shows and and all these different things and it's just been it's been ph- phenomenal and amazing and and it's like it's all because it's like it's like because I, I, I say to people all the time like this is we're living in the bonus round of life mm. right i i should be dead right you probably should be dead i don't know your story but you should. we all a lot of us should be Definitely. dead you know yeah. when, when i when i when i i go to a like, you know i i teach and bring an art group into a treatment center um you know a couple times a week you know like i'm not an art therapist and like that but i just bring art bring art bring talk about recovery whatever yeah, that's awesome and you know just to put motiv- and, and i see these guys like you know who here should be dead? everyone raises their hand, you know, cause we all should be there. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can transfer everything that, that that you do. And it just like, and it, it's, 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 it just comes from a place of being grateful yeah. and, and, it, and it just, and that helps because it's not like, you know, if I don't sell a painting, Oh my God, I'm going to go drink. I mean, who cares? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's like, right. I'm lucky to be alive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes it, that makes a ton of sense. And the gratitude, I think just, it has has to be there, but I really get because yeah, I I think that had I not just been completely crushed, you know, in life, period, I, I wouldn't have had these moments to where I could just kind of, you know, push my ego aside, have a little bit of humility and do some of those things like you were talking about, like just, you know, help out and ask how to do things and look for mentors and because one of my biggest problems was I just thought I had it all figured out, and I definitely. Yeah, knew I I knew nothing at all, you know. And
1: and that that and, and thank God, when I got here, I believed that that, yeah. I, that I knew nothing, you know. That's a real gift. And 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 the, and the thing was, as as being a law, a lawyer, a lot. Excuse me. The, um, I was I was tired of answering people's questions, right. <laughs> Because yeah. I because everyone thinks like, like think people think that lawyers know everything, right? right, right. Okay, yeah. what, what should I do? I don't know, right? So it's like I would, I would. People say, "Oh, you're a lawyer. You, can I can I?" Can I get, I'm like, I can't help you. I'm a. I work at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I make seven dollars an hour. Yeah. I'm on food stamps. I can't yeah. help you. Mm-hmm. You know, and what, what I what I loved, and what I encourage people to do, was I gave myself a chance to get sober, right? 'Cause everyone was like, When are you gonna when are you gonna be a lawyer again? When are you gonna take the bar of Florida or whatever? I was like, never. Right? I need to I need to, I I don't have a car. I don't have a phone. Yeah. You know? I, I had I, I, I got nothing. I got I got a pair of shorts and a pair of green Chuck Taylors that, that I got from at the treatment center from somebody else. I'm on a borrowed bike that someone the borrowed someone gave me a bike mm-hmm. um, you know, at the halfway house, you know, like, let's do one thing at a time, you yeah. know. Yeah, and get that. that really, and, 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 the best part about it was that I didn't know anything about being sober, hmm. you know, the, the, the people that, that I, that I was around, they're like, they're like, they're like, Scott, you don't know how to live sober. I didn't, you know, I never lived sober before. I was making Scotty salads and, and lying to judges and, and doing what I was trying to do, you know, in Philly. And there was no like prayer life, right? you know, spiritual life, you know, you know going to going to recovery places or not drinking or drinking coffee or calling somebody every day and saying you know i i don't know what i'm doing i that was not my life but i was so beaten down and and it was it was so it was i was ready you know and it's like you know it's like what what did it say who cares if i a complete defeat i was defeated mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. i think i think that that goes with a lot of um i think of being a, a little bit older when I got here, maybe, I don't know, because yeah. there's it, funny people that are younger that, that, that get to get this, so, who knows? so I can't say that, but for me personally, I was just like, you know, I, I don't want I don't, I want to do something different, you know, yeah. and I'm ready to take my time doing it, you know. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, no, I, I get that 100%, I mean, and I think that you had a very similar realization that I had in that, I knew that if I didn't get the sobriety deal down, that I wasn't going to have anything else anyway. That like, Sorry. you know, it, it didn't end because I had seen, not that I had really tried getting sober, but you know, I tried like a half-ass getting sober where it's like, <laughs> I, I need a break basically. You know, I need I need a, a little vacation from this, but you know, nothing, nothing sincere, nothing, you know, that really required any effort or anything like that. Um, But when I did finally, you know, come into this deal and I really wanted to do it, I finally had the realization that, man, like I was rushing it. Like you said, like I I wasn't taking it one step at a time. And, uh, you know, I I just, I really had to slow things down and and get that foundation first.
1: It's funny you said that because I I remember when I, I was sitting there and they would talk about like. Here are the messages. Here the messages that we had tried taking a drink, not taking a drink, blah 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 blah. Right. I never did any of that stuff. I never tried to stop until I had to stop. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now it's time to stop, mm-hmm. and that was it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was. So it wasn't like a, a like. Um. I went to treatment because I was. I was gonna. I was starving. You know, yeah, I had no money right. left, and right. you know, but it wasn't until that I actually, you know was like ready to to like take control of it and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm you you win. You guys win. Yeah. It's it's over. Mm. You know? And I then I jumped on the train of, yeah. you know, the winners, so to speak, I guess. You're right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Stick with the winners for sure. So we're talking about early in recovery. I do want to ask, what what do you feel like is one of the biggest things you struggled with early on in recovery?
1: Um I, I think for me it was listening to people that believed in the spiritual part of it and I was like I'm never going to get this yeah that was me <laughs> right
0: that was me
1: yeah i was i was like, that, that was my my that was my biggest fear I was like okay I know I'm an alcoholic mm-hmm. right I know that that that, that you know what do you what you guys you're guys telling me that I have to find something that's not me to change my attitude and I don't have that Right, yeah. I don't have that, and and that that was the struggle, and and it was like, but like, but like I said, you know, I gave myself a chance to to get sober by just keep I kept showing up, you know what I mean, and and thankfully I had no I I had nowhere else to go, you know, poverty, you know, kind of uh, helped with that, you know, living in the halfway house and food stamps and seven dollar an hour jobs and and riding a bike no bike no nothing, you know, and you know, I, I could I could call my parents to be like, you're you're 40 years old. You better you got to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't come from a place where people were in, uh, enabling me to right, right. to like keep going. Yeah. It was like you're on your own. So whoever's in Florida, you better find out with those people because these people are not uh, we're not a, we're not about it. So, yeah. and I think that that's a struggle. For, like I said, for a lot of people, is that like and that always comes back to when you're new, is that we don't give ourselves you don't give ourselves a, a chance to get. Get it going, and what I did really was i gave and and that the, the spiritual piece you know for me was a struggle because i that wasn't part of my um my 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 my, my life right, right? because yeah. like I said when you're an all american and you you think you're a lawyer and you're thinking you're a big shot you know there's no like power greater than me yeah you're running it no i i could you know i i i found, i figured out how to smoke crack in a courthouse Right. Right. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh no, 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 buddy. You're now you're now you're living in in Florida, you know, and you can't pay your rent because your job is. It's like, okay, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and I and I was like, but it, it was great because, you know, I spent my whole first year, I couldn't even like, I was so happy to not have the pressure of of anything else but getting sober, at the time. I was I was just like this is great, you know. And I I remember people that they laugh now, but it's like I couldn't even share without crying, because I was just like I was so I had so much like um, emotion and that I never really expressed before because I was so used to like trying to be something. That I was like I kind of I kind of like let it all go, and I was like this is this is great.
0: That's pretty incredible. That's awesome. I want to come back to your your painting and your art, and okay, so I'm no art expert, and I don't want to butcher this. How would you describe? I love that you have one of your paintings right behind you, because anyone watching this on YouTube or Facebook can can see this, and and I love it. I actually went through your website uh, last night and and looked at a bunch of stuff, and I it's, saw they're great,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they I mean, my my painting, like I said, it's I I it's it's. Um how do I just, it's like abstract realism. Like, you know, it's okay. it's it's, it's kind of like they're, 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 you can tell what they are, mm-hmm. their faces. I do right. a lot of faces and fish and, and cities. And, you know, you sort of like put their, but they're, they're not real, right? They're, they're, they're all in my, in my imagination. They're, 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 they're doodles. They're, they're, they're high level doodles. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you're, like I was able to transfer um, Things that I, that I thought about when I was like you know probably five years old six years old mm-hmm. um, and I've been able to transfer it to, to, to can to a canvas now because I have I have I have the time and the space and the, and, and the and and it's it's amazing because yeah, cool. it, it's and and I hopefully you know people I they, they get a lot of they're they're not they're accessible right and, and it's that I means it's like people are like what is that what is that what does that mean?
0: What does it mean?
1: Yeah, it's like right. What do you? I say, what do you see?
0: Yeah, that
1: I see a smiling face. A smiling face. Well, that's that's what it means. That's what it is. It's a smiling yeah. face, right? Yeah. And that's and that's that's it. You know what I mean? And and it's it's like, you know, some things I'm doing now have a little bit more because things are going with with the COVID. Like, mm. the, my my Zoom painting, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like because because our. And oh, no. this is also well, my, all my all my all, all, my t-shirts are, are paintings that i've made okay so these are like so this is like a whatever of the painting but but so so my my life now your life now everyone's life is now is zoom so mm-hmm. i did a big painting like this size oh, that's this cool. is like you know you know wall size yeah of of all my friends at the zoom like meeting that. right i like that and yeah. just just i mean just so it, there's always something to like but it's but it's still always going to be my style with colors and, and 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 bright colors and it's you know it's like I said it's it's accessible it's it's supposed to be fun there's the, and I and I then there's no I'm, I'm a, I say I'm outside the lines person right okay. there's no there's no mistakes right mm-hmm. so if if um, I'm, I, I I talk to these kids that I, that I go to a treatment center and I, and I talk to them about you know what are we gonna to do today? And I say to them, okay, there's no mistakes. Don't don't worry about it today, right? Because for some reason, and I hear a lot, you know, it's like we are these perfectionists. And and I just I I've never been that, you know, because I I knew that when when you're like, you know, a, a crack smoking lawyer, you know, there's no perfection in that, right? And when you're living in a in a halfway house. There's no perfection in that, so don't don't get it twisted that you that you think you're some kind of perfectionist, like you never made your bed in thirty years, yeah, don't yeah. pretend that you're a perfectionist right but a lot Makes of sense. but a lot of artists and a lot of people in recovery you know are always trying to like be perfect you know i gotta i gotta I gotta go to this many meetings or i gotta i gotta i gotta I gotta pray this many times or meditate for nineteen point eight minutes a day and it's like, dude, calm down mm-hmm. right. It's like you have there's 24 hours in a day, you know. You can get it in. Stop being so hard on yourself, you know. And when when I learned it, when I, I learned to do that, you know, you know Rule 62, whatever it's called, you know, that that it's like my life got so much better. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't like trying to like like. There's no grades in here. I know. So if you hear this podcast, oh Scott, I I give Scott a, a B plus. On the podcast of Sober Nation, <laughs> no, nobody cares, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's and it's it's like so many people are trying to to uh, you know, I, I I I don't it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter. And and same with painting and with just like dude, do the best you can, you know, do the best you can. But at least but you have to try, Sure. right? Yeah. And and it's like and it's like you know, it's, with art, it's just like you know. I can't worry about, you know, I, I, I'm a big social media person. I put my stuff on Facebook and Instagram. But if I would sit there and be worried about how many likes I'm going to get on some painting, I would I'd would drink, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I only have 14 likes on my masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't work that way, right? No, no. Or, or if I'm on this podcast that maybe me and you and, and Zach are almost not going to see it. Right, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I mean, like, who cares, right? Yeah, so it's right. like, I need this. To, I need this. That someone, you know, gives me an opportunity that, that that I'm willing to do. I'm gonna just make the best of it and not like try to overanalyze it. Oh my God, I I, I stuttered and you know, my big fears. is always like, I'm stirring and I mumble and blah blah blah. Um, but it's like that's this is, that is what it is, yeah. you know. And some people yeah. like my art. Some people mm-hmm. don't, you know. Some sure. people buy my art. Some people don't and some people buy my t-shirts some some don't you know but everyone can afford a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt
0: plug those t-shirts baby plug those (laughs) t-shirts yeah man so you know I'm a little curious uh Scott about I guess your your connection or just how your painting really related to your your drug use and the reason I ask is like back in the day, and I, I'm no artist by any means, yeah. although I do feel like I have a, a creative side, like, you know, everyone does. Um, but I would play around with, like, making beats on the computer. Like, I love I Sure, pop. I sure. pop, And I, I would play around with making beats. And, you know, that was one of my excuses to, to get high. It's like, man, I gotta work on some music, you know? And so I, I'm, I'm curious about, like, what your connection with the art was then compared
1: to the painting now. I mean, I think now it's more free. Okay. I'm more free. Wow, that's It's more. Awesome. There's more energy and movement in my art than there was before. Because before, when I was in Philly, I was actually I was doing more watercolors and kind of like
0: more precise, kind of very precise. Yeah. Even
1: though I was like high as crazy, crazy high, okay. I was like trying to like you know. Yeah, yeah. I would be worried about like the different little lines on 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 a street or some person's face, and now I'm just like. <laughs> spray painting and like, yeah. you, like, move, put music on and having fun, and it's it just it's so much it's so much freer be, because I'm not like I said I'm, I'm not worried about being I can, I can go out, outside the lines right, mm-hmm. and it's great because <clears throat> if you see some of some of the, some of my fish, some of the, some of the paintings I have here I don't have them here but they're they're like um, I paint flat on the ground right. So the canvas is flat and I'm pouring out of the, um, out of a tube. Oh, wow. And it's like, and I, and I, and I say, like, I can't control gravity. Right. The paint's going to fall where it falls. Mm-hmm. Right. You can push it into a direction, like in sobriety, you can push yourself into a good direction, but you know, ultimately it's going to be up to God or whoever to gravity, to, 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 to give, to give it some a, a place. Right. And, I'm either gonna like be satisfied with that place, or I'm gonna, you know, push it to where I want it to go, all right? And in in recovery, you can push it if you could, because like, because it's like everyone's always saying, "I don't go to enough this." Okay, go go more. I don't like I don't like these Zoom meetings, whatever. Okay, then either participate in them or go figure out a way to wear a mask and start to go outside somewhere. I don't know. Whatever yeah, you're going to do, yeah, yeah. you know, but stop complaining about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because we spent so much time, uh, I, I spent so much time in my 13 years of recovery wasting time, right? And you know, now, it's like, I, I I can't get involved in, like, wasting time-ness of, you know, of life. Sure. It's like, I'm 52. It's like, i it's know. Like, I got 13 years sober. I mean, I'm ready to rock and roll. It's like doing this. Like I would never have done this podcast, you know, because like I told you, you know, I wasn't interested in like even people knowing that I was sober. That was a big fear of mine too. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't uh, sober nation. Are you kidding me? There's no way. Right. Let alone, you know, telling somebody at at my, my, my work. Right. You know, Yeah, it's like it's like I'm telling people I like, tell my boss I'm sober, and now I'm doing Sober Nation podcast. It's a little, it's a different world.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, a little different. But it
1: but it but it's like at some point I had to, with people's help. Like my friends are my friends, you know that that did this or, or they're just like dude, it's like whatever. It, it, it's like nobody cares, right? And it's like that's that's the action that I need to take. Is that 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 you know I did my friend's podcast, Matt, who's on your show. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and. Someone that I had that I had known since I was um, in fifth grade called me and said, "You know what? I got. I've been sober for four years." Wow. And I was like, "Holy, holy shit!" Right? I never, never knew that if I didn't open my mouth, because I'm on social media, you know, all the time, but not as sober, Scott. Right. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm an artist. You know, and, and that's kind of what I, I kind of like want to. I, I, I would, my mind was like, but, but like I said, this is part of my life. I need, it and I need, it and I'm, I'm taking ownership of it now, and which is great because, you know, I think I have the ability, which we all do, is to help people, Absolutely. you know, who are who are who are, you know, that may not otherwise be, um, you know, who are who are struggling, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I was able to, when I, when I was, you know, talked about being on the board a board of that um. You know, of, of that arts foundation. Yeah, you know, right. That's I was the next no like, more starting like, like, artist. Yes. No 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 Sorry, Artist Foundation. It's like, yeah. you know, I have access to people that, you know, my friends have treatment centers or whatever, they, they work are they're working they're working treatment. It's like if we if we have if there's someone in our in our community, the community that needs help, I, I'm the guy. That, like, the come guy. to me, will we'll, figure it out. Yeah. Right? right. And that's that's just by me slowly opening. Opening up to the to the reality is that this isn't this is my life, you know. It's like mm. that, that's how I started to do. My my friend, I work at this place called Com- I, I do bring people place called Compassions, it's in a, a Hollywood treatment center, which which my buddy, you know, who I was in the, in the halfway house with, you know, started years ago. Okay. You know. Yeah. And and it's just like he's like Scott. Yeah, I I got laid off from my job, um, for the for the during COVID, at the law firm, and he's like you know why don't you start bringing art groups into the treatment center to talk to these kids about art. And now it's like, I, and it's like, that's a whole new thing. That's pretty you know cool. what I mean? Yeah. It's great. And it's like, and, it, and it's something that, that I didn't, was it, I never thought about doing it because I was so caught up in like, don't tell anybody Scott's sober because you know, he works, whatever. Right. right. Yeah. And now I'm just like, you know, who cares?
0: Yeah. I'm part
1: of the sober nation. No, you now rock I, on
0: and I get it. I mean, it's, it's interesting, man, because, and not like I just, you know, walk around, and I just, you know, announce to every person I meet that I'm sober in recovery or this or that, but there was a period of time where I was super fearful about what people were going to think. And it was looking back, you know, I don't know why, because like you said, There were so many people that reached out that said like, hey, I've been struggling or someone I know has been struggling or someone I know is sober or, and I've become that guy that you're talking about in a lot of different ways. And I think that's the experience that a lot of people have, but also it's like, why would people, it's a good thing. You know, dude, I was thinking uh, dude, I was going to get all this negative feedback, and it was dude, nothing but positive. Dude,
1: <laughs> every person in Philly knew I was a drunk. Right? They right, knew I was yeah. crazy. It was yeah. like, it's like, oh, you're you're like that drunken lord that used to puke on ATM machines in like 2001. Yeah, it was like it was like it was falling over drunk. So it's like, what's better to be sober than a fall over a fall over drunk? You know, my my friends. I every year I, I go to Jazz Fest in New Orleans. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So my big, all my friends from Philly. There's like you know ten of us guys, that lawyers, whatever that that be, and they are and, and they we I go every year. I'm the only sober guy out of ten people that mm-hmm. still, that go. Right? They are so happy that I'm sober. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they 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 they, they love me. Yeah. But now they but now they know me. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know because I would I would go with them and I would disappear into the into the depths of Bourbon Street and. Mm-hmm. It's insane.
0: Finding that right? Scotty
1: salad. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I have, my own, I have my own drug dealer in New Orleans. Yeah. It's like I'm going there once a year. Oh, like, well, Scott, you come to New Orleans? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you at whatever. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah.
0: I've, I've said it before, man. I, I think, you know, it's just, again, it was an interesting deal because I was so scared to show people, like, I had become a much better person, but I was, I was, and I knew that, but I was so scared to show people that because I knew that it meant that I would have to like contrast and talk about the person that I I used to be to some degree, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's been nothing but positivity and it's great. It's great. It's nothing but positive. You know,
1: it's, it's, um, I have a new studio. I work at so there's a place I'm in a studio called Zero Empty Spaces down in um in Boca, where I where I where I live. And uh, you know, there was an article that it's a brand new studio, and and you know, there's eight of us in there, and the, the local paper did an article about it. And I said to the guy that guy, I have been i have been can not move to Florida in 2006 to get sober. And I was like, holy shit, I said that out loud, right? And then the guy was cool because he, like, he called me back before the article ran and said, Can I can I can I say that? Mm. In the in the article. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, why not? You know? Why not? You know, and because um, like I said, it's 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 a level of freedom that I'm experiencing now that, that I didn't have before because I'm not shackled by anyone. I mean, I'm my life is my own, you know, and, and 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 in recovery. But it's just like you know, I'm not. It's it's like it doesn't matter, you know, because you know when you get sober, your 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 emotions change, your attitude changes, and hopefully it, it's about other people. That it's not a, a constant selfish attitude that that I was so used to, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, I want to touch on that. So I mean, and, and you you talked about uh the no more starving artists foundation and how important is it for you to help others and just what role does that play in re- in your recovery do you feel like
1: i mean i i think for me it's like it's it's almost it's like it's like you know doing anything else because luckily for me when i when i first got to florida i was around People, early on, where doing service wasn't an optional thing, right? Yeah, yep. So it, so, so so they're like, oh, Scott, you need to make coffee, okay? Oh, Scott, you know, you need to set up chairs or whatever it is that that is that was required to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, right? And and it wasn't like and and I, and and like I said, I. I, I was at a point in my life early on where debating these things wasn't like I was a, too tired to like say, "Uh, I'm, well, why?" Right? Yeah, yeah. It was like I'm just gonna do it. You know what I mean? And and that and that's like I wasn't in, I wasn't entitled. I thought in my mind I wasn't entitled at that point to question anything. Okay. Right after three treatment centers and 145 pounds and or whatever it is that was happening, it's like. I was in the "pay attention, follow directions, you know, get on the train" thing, and 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 it's and it's just and and I haven't really changed my life since, right? I I go I go to my recovery every day, you know what I mean? That's how that's what I do, right? I I I do, you know, I do service for the people that I'm close to as much as possible when called upon, right? You know, and I, and I love to see other people, you know, in my life that come in, like the Zach, whoever, you know, people that are coming after me and they they do service and I encourage them to do service. And I'm just like, dude, Zach or John or Bill or John or whoever's name is, he'd be a great person for to do this, right? And whether, they're, whether they are willing or not, I'm going to call their name out to be like, you know hey, John's in the room he could do this We're like and because a lot of people don't think that they that they that people that are that are early on don't think that they have anything to contribute absolutely right? yeah they, they're like yeah. they're they're scared for sure they're, they're so used to they're so used to um having a negative self ad, self whatever talk to themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's just like they they need people to um to coach them you know right. to push them yeah. along and to, to love them, and you know, and in, in my experience of being an athlete, and I was I was always well coached. You know, I would see people. I I, I knew from early on that hard work pays off, and that you know, being encouraged pays off. You know, I was around Olympians and and all these people that in my life were going to the Olympic games. You know, back in the day, and these people were like, when 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 the coach would say, you know, um, Dave, you you're you're going to do 10 100s on whatever in the pool or run 50 foot by whatever it was they were like i'm not gonna do that they're like okay yes sir coach i'm gonna do it all right and all of a sudden they're getting gold medals in, in, in the olympics right so it's like when you when you are willing to follow these directions that that you that, that people are going to give you um there's a payoff right and i knew i knew that from from, from the get-go you know i remembered it when i, when I got when i got sober you know, because obviously there, there's these years in between of this like, you know, complete insanity where, you know, smoking trees, smoking cracking trees upside down makes perfect sense too, right? Which I did that too, <laughs> you know? So, you know, that, that's the thing is that, is that I really was, you know, focusing on like just doing what what was necessary and it's continued to today. Yeah, You know? yeah. Show up, yeah, just show up yeah you absolutely know? yeah yeah that's that. that that that's the best that's the best advice I ever got, just show up, just show up, you know, just show up, yeah, you know, it'll it'll it's everything's gonna be fine, you know, mean it's gonna be fine, you know but but but, but no, just show up, yeah, you know, we'll get you i don't have I don't have any money to eat did I, did we ask you if you had money to eat, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. what do you want to eat uh what do you want to eat don't worry about it right yeah. it's gonna be fine yeah and and when i when i finally was able to like get that through my own mind i was able to to kind of translate it to other people and the people that i have I mean have also found some level of success you know because they're like this is this is what we this is how we do it you know it's like we don't do, there's not a lot of debating going on in my life. It's like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to do, do it, you know, there's plenty of people out there that will let you, you know, do whatever you want, you yeah. know? Yeah. The, the, the hardest, the hardest thing about, you know, working with people is being right when they come back and say, oh, you fucked up. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm? Yep.
1: Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what are you going to do?
0: man that's that's great advice just suit up show up
1: show up you know it's it's gonna be fine
0: that's awesome so you can check out scott's art at ScottyjArt.com and you can also follow him on instagram at scott art thanks again for coming on the show man
1: i love it i appreciate you have a great day.
0: Be sure to check out the show notes for all the info from today's episode. Sober Nation FM is brought to you by Sobriety Engine. Sobriety Engine is a free online community of men and women supporting each other in their recovery. Visit sobrietyengine.com to join today. This show is also brought to you by Recover Health. If you're ready to get fit and start living a healthier lifestyle while supporting your sobriety, you can learn more about having me as your own personal fitness and nutrition coach at rcvrhealth.com. And again, whether you're listening to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, please share this with your friends, follow, subscribe, and leave us a review. Nation, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.